Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I hope you're doing well, and I want to wish everybody uh, uh, a very happy International Trans Day of Visibility. Might be getting to you kind of late, but um, Trans Day of Visibility is a day when transgender and non-binary people all around the world recognize their own visibility. Uh, Transgender visibility in the U.S. is at an all-time high in the media and in the public, and it's really a day for allies and advocates to show up and show support. Trans Day of Visibility was first founded in 2009 by Rachel Crandall, who's a Michigan-based transgender activist. Uh, It was intended to be a day of awareness to celebrate the successes of transgender and gender non-conforming people. It is a very important day for the LGBTQ community. 11.3% of LGBT adults identify as transgender. And when it comes to representation in the media... There's only about 29 transgender characters across primetime broadcast, cable, and streaming channels, but that number is climbing. Because recent polls show that one in four say they personally know someone who is transgender, which means the majority of Americans learn about the transgender community from what they see in entertainment media. Now, 62% of transgender people experienced discrimination in the last year. More than 25% say they have endured significant harm from such experiences. 67% of transgender people say they purposefully change the way they dress and act in order to avoid discrimination. And that's what always gets to me. Because why is it that the Americans who talk the loudest about liberty, who talk the loudest about freedom, are always the first ones to condemn Americans living freely and enjoying their liberty in ways the right wing doesn't like. Anti-trans violence has been increasing over the years, and a majority, 76% of those who have died from related hate crimes were under the age 
of 35. Uh, in the States, the highest death tolls uh, last year were reported in Florida, 20, and Texas, 18. It's why I'm really excited on the show today that Julia Scotty is going to be joining us. Julia Scotty uh, began her career as a stand-up comic in the 80s when she was known as Rick Scotty. And Julia is someone who made the transition, has stayed just as funny, I would say became even more funny, totally dazzled uh, Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent. And I'm always happy whenever she joins us on the show. Usually when Julia joins us, I I deliberately try not to ask about trans issues because I want to be above that and talk about politics and stuff um, because, you know, I don't want to dwell. But tonight we have her all to ourselves, no panel, and I'm really, really thrilled. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation. She's brilliant. She's funny. She has tremendous empathy. And uh, our good friends Carol Montgomery and uh, Leanne Lord will be touring with her for Bunny Women of a Certain Age. The tour. Julia recently appeared on one of Carol's Showtime specials. First transgender woman to appear on Funny Women of a Certain Age. So um, it's a tricky time, always to be transgender in this country, but, but, and I'm someone who, you know, is very lucky because I've grown up from a homophobic childhood, not from my parents, but my peer group. That's how a lot of us who grew up in the eighties and earlier were raised. And, uh, I'll get to that in a second. It's not about me, but I'll save that for a minute. You know, right now is a very scary time because the Republican party, which has nothing to offer non-millionaires, except umbrage and outrage, seems to be dipping their toe back into the homophobic pond. We just saw Marjorie Taylor Greene at Donald Trump's most recent rally. Um, I want to play the clip, but I wasn't able to translate it from the original German in time, but where she was talking about how Pete Buttigieg and his husband uh, better stay out of our ladies' rooms. I don't think she understands how transgender people or gay people operate. Just, Just going out there on a limb. But the homophobia seems to be coming back. They're trying to use it. Why? Because they hate gay people? No. Because they cynically have decided hating gay people is a way to get more votes. At least in some states. Look at Flo- look at Florida with the don't say gay law. Now, a lot of conservative folks are really mad that people are calling it the don't say gay law. That's not what it's called. It doesn't forbid you from saying gay. But it kind of does. It's so insidious, and I'm not hearing a lot of people in the media actually talk about how insidious the law is. You'll hear conservative folks saying, oh, you liberals, read the law, read the bill, read the bill. Okay, I read it. Here's why it's creepy. Um, It's not exactly imposing censorship. They're right. It doesn't say you can't say this. What it does is create a playing field where educators and librarians will have to self-censor themselves. It's not designed to censor you. It's designed to make you censor yourself. The law is part of this big mission against any kind of progressive or moral or ideology or empathy, but they dress it up and call it parental rights. You know, they're, they're saying that the state is just trying to stop the indoctrination that's occurring in public schools. Because remember when your school turned you gay? Remember? You didn't like men, but then, you know, they told you Heather has two mommies and suddenly you were gay. See, according to the law's cheerleaders, they they say that it's just a ban on teaching very young children about sex. And they lie about it. Uh, Ron DeSantis' 
spokeswoman lied and said it was to prevent groomers. Groomer, specifically, uh, I guess, gay teachers and transgender teachers from trying to corrupt children and indoctrinate them with explicit classroom materials. Now, kids, today we're going to learn about lube. I mean, they keep saying, don't, don't say gay thing. That's, that's a lie. Teachers and students can still talk about LGBT issues. You just can't force eight years old and under to learn about gay sex. But here's the deal. Um, <laughs> just like the critical race theory bans they've tried to have, it's all about how vague they can be, how much they can obscure what's really there. Um, this law, it's called HB 1557, uses deliberately vague language to outlaw a whole big amount of speech about gay people and families, not just sex, in every grade, every grade, not just for kids. And again, it's all about this evil belief that there's no such thing as a gay child. There's no such thing as a transgender child. There's only adults who are evil and recruit children to be gay, recruit children to be transgender. Groom them, if you will. And all of the Republicans on the media, the Ben Shapiro's, Ben Shapiro said it's devoted to, uh, this bill is devoted to protecting small children from the predations of adults. I'm sorry, no, that's not true. Ben Shapiro actually said uh, it's devoted to protecting small children from the predations of adults. Because Ben's four foot two. Um, conservative media figures are all using the same script. And they're all saying you're exaggerating what this law does. It's just to protect children. Again, it was Christina Pushaw who called it the anti-grooming bill, claiming, uh, as she did, that anyone who opposes this is probably a groomer. Now, this is fucked up for three reasons. Number one, it's a lie. Number two, it brings up the very ugly and false myth that gay people are preying on children, trying to recruit them or convert them. Every society that keeps records has the same result, that the overwhelming majority of child molesters are heterosexual identified men. It's also really shitty because it, it's, it's, it's all about a way to try to, as we said, scare people into not saying what they don't want them to say. Again, they keep saying it's trying to sh- we're trying to shield kids four to eight, kindergarten through third grade. So we don't acknowledge anything about gay families. But when you actually look at the bill, You can ask, well, is it really anti-gay? Well, that depends on what your definition of or is. Because it's all about the word or. And that two little letters is what shows what a lie their claims are. The law says classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. To catch that? That word or, it separates two groups of kids, right? Kindergarten through grade three, it imposes a total ban on classroom instruction, on sexual orientation or gender identity, or the second group, grades four to 12, in which case it imposes a partial ban. It outlaws any instruction that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate in accordance with state standards. But they don't say what standards they're referring to. And here's why it's evil. This is a cousin of the hideous anti-abortion bills we've seen in Texas, in Idaho, in Missouri, that essentially deputizes 
the most grotesque, stupid motherfucking Americans to be able to sue for a bounty any woman who terminates a pregnancy if they don't like it in Idaho. <laughs> rapists can pick out the mothers of their own children. And if the woman decides she doesn't want to carry her rapist's baby, uh, the rapist's entire family can sue her for 20 grand each. Every one of the rapist's uncles, aunts, parents, and siblings can sue the rape victim for terminating a pregnancy. It deputizes people. And it, what it does is, instead of the state coming in there and actually locking people up, instead, it lets the most corrosive, awful MAGA people file lawsuits to hurt people, to scare them out of getting abortions. And in this case, it does the same thing in education. The or is the thing. If a parent decides that what is being taught in school or anything that's being taught in school is not appropriate in their mind, they can eventually, after a process, sue the school, sue the district. And then what happens? Teachers are humiliated. Districts are humiliated. Teachers lose their jobs. There's controversy. Lawyers have to be hired. Taxpayers foot the bill. So teachers will be terrified. I mean, think about it. The law is such that if, let's say, a 10th grader is doing a report on the Supreme Court and wants to talk about how Justice Anthony Kennedy was the one who wrote the majority opinion, making same-sex marriage the order, the, the law of the land, well, if that kid's parents don't like that, if that kid's teacher said, oh, yeah, it was Anthony Kennedy who wrote that, and they come home and say, my teacher told me that Ronald Reagan's Supreme Court justice made gay marriage legal, well... If the parent's mad enough, the language is so vague, deliberately, that parent could sue. Seriously, go read the bill, as the conservatives say. That's what it's all about. Teachers are going to be terrified to mention anything about LGBT culture. Right now in Florida, there's no statewide standards governing LGBTQ instruction. So, in other words, the teachers have to wing it. I mean, Barack Obama mentioned Stonewall in a speech once. If you write a report about that and ask your teacher what Stonewall was, what teacher is going to take the risk knowing that if a teacher explains what Stonewall was to the wrong kid, that kid's parents could sue them and sue the whole school? That's why it's a racket. That's why it's evil. It does suppress free speech, not from the state, but it uses fear of lawsuits from private citizens, and it allows private citizens to enforce oppressive laws. I mean, even if no parent ever sues, it's the threat of enforcement that will terrify school districts. No one's going to want to be the one. And by the way, <laughs> need I tell you, the law does nothing to stop actual grooming. The law does not protect children from sexual predators in any way. They are doing nothing to protect children from actual sexual predators. They are exploiting the fear of sexual predators to be shitty to gay people. And why? Do they hate gay people that bad? No. In this case, it's because of their governor. See, Ron DeSantis is a shitty governor. But somehow, somewhere deep inside, he's always known, no, he's really a shitty president, trapped in a shitty governor's body. And he wants to transition. That's what it's all about. Ron DeSantis is cynically betting that being mean to gay people will win him the support of the homophobes who already support him. I was lucky as a kid. I grew up uh, on the Isle of Long, and I moved to New York City as a teenager at the height of AIDS activism, at a time when our president, Ronald Reagan, 
let a 20,000 Americans die before he ever said the word AIDS. I remember seeing protests. I saw a protest once where my friends were carrying their friend's corpse in a coffin down Fifth Avenue. I saw protests where they were throwing condoms at the, at the, at the bishop in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Protests designed to make a Catholic kid like me feel uncomfortable. Because gay people stopped waiting for their rights, and they began demanding them. And they marched, and they organized, and they acted up, and their straight allies helped them. This was a time when you could get fired from your job just for saying you were gay. People were terrified. No one understood the disease. You think people have been mean and shitty over COVID-19? If you're old enough to remember how gay people were treated in the AIDS hysteria. But they hung in, and they fought. They didn't wait for their rights to be given to them, because rights are never given in this country. They're always fought for, and they demanded these rights. And what did we witness as a result of this? The swiftest advancement of civil rights for any oppressed minority in our country's history. In fact, and gay people, you could say, are an oppressed minority inside every minority. We went from Ronald Reagan never saying the word AIDS until 20,000 Americans had died to, in what, 32 years, Barack Obama endorsing marriage equality during his reelection fight. And it happened because of a plague. And America led the way. And that is why I believe in the American dream. And one more thing. For the fake Christians who want to hate on trans people, they tend to like St. Paul better than Jesus anyway. So even if you're an atheist, you can use this one. Galatians 3.28, where Paul says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. It's a verse that's been cited for years for fights about gender equality and racism, and now the struggle for dignity for transgender Americans. Happy Day of Trans Visibility. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. John in Florida, you've been on hold forever and I thank you for it. Great. I don't know where to start because I've been on so long. <laughs> but I know I, what she was just saying. You know, my grandmother, I'm speaking of women, was the first Italian-American woman to ever pass the bar. Fordham Law, 1923. No way. And, wow. Yeah. And, you know, when I hear women say they can't do it, I used to laugh. And I was born in the 60s. And I had a family that the women were very powerful, made it happen. And I just get a kick out of listening to someone complain that women can't do it when my grandmother did it in 1923. Yeah. And it was, you can do it, okay? But it's funny. 
you know, she didn't bring up Sarah Palin's name when she was saying about women's getting crucified. Now, I'm not saying I was the biggest Sarah Palin supporter, but you got to admit the left went after her with every gun they could about what she looked like, what she said and how she said. And it's just funny how it's well, in in fairness, in, in, in fairness, going after her for what she looked like and what she said are two very different things. Because I went after well, her for no, what we, she said plenty of times. She wasn't a very honest person, right. and she got dragged for that a lot more than she got dragged for her appearance. Most liberals I know agree that she was rather attractive. I thought she was. Well, yeah, and, if, and if the I left just, hated her because attractive. They, they, well, they I was just going to say, you know, like, like if I remember right, with a lot of conservatives that I would talk to, like that was like their selling point about her was that they're like, check this out. Uh, she's like Hillary Clinton, but smoking hot, huh? Like, you know, which is just <laughs> as true. misogynist. Which I think is it just is as, as well. But what I what I want what, the reason why I called is I was literally in the room with Mr. Uh, our Governor DeSantis. I'm, I live in Florida, okay. and you know I heard the beginning. And one of the things that you've said over the last hour that I've been on hold is that you know honesty is really important, and these guys are lying, and we shouldn't lie. And I'm listening to you crucify DeSantis. And what I'd like for I guess the easiest way to put it is. Sometimes it's good to open up your eyes and like I'm ultra conservative and I'm listening to your show. Okay. So it's not that I'm I not against you. listening to anything because it's entertaining. I want to hear And you are and time. you are welcome here and we're happy to have you. But what I was uh, surprised at is if I went off of what you told me because I was a Republican and conservative, um, all these ner- names that you just used. No, I didn't use those that, names. No, no. Nope. Well, there was, you know, but, 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 but DeSantis, if you want to realize, take a look at how many people are moving to the state of Florida. Right Listen, now, I love. Hold on, I love Florida. My parents moved. To, my my parents moved to your state. It's nothing against the state. I'm talking about this. Don't say gay bill. I'm so. This, I'm sorry. Right. HB fifteen fifty seven. Well, that's my, it. You never. That's the thing. If you would have called it by its number, I did. Nobody would have known. I did. No, I no, called no, it no. HB fifteen fifty seven, and I called it Don't Say Gay as well. And I like that it's right. being called Don't Say Gay because it's not a good law. But it's not. So I have children. Okay. As do I, I don't want. I don't want. Now I remember being in third grade. I remember being told to go underneath my desk. I lived in New so York. So do I. Just out New York City, and I remember the nun telling me after watching this movie about the atom bomb to go under my desk, and I said why, and she goes, "We're practicing." I said, "Practicing what?" And she says, in case an atom bomb hits New York City, where I said, did you watch the same movie I just did? And she looks at me. And I said, it said that New York is going to get hit. I lived within 60 mile radius. The movie said within 60 mile radius is going to be destroyed. I said, the school's not even going to be here. And that school in the video is gone. I'm so with why? you on all this, but but I, I'm with you on this. But I'm asking you, what did we say that was that offended you about HB 1557? It's it's because it isn't about saying gay. It really isn't. I, I understand that it they is. use that to get it. It isn't. No, because it really is. Hang, hang on a second. Hang the, on a the second. entire bill, the bill is... Dis- let, let him finish, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, the, Chris, the, let John finish. It's, it's only he's being dishonest. Second and let him make his point. Grade. Okay, it's only the first, second, and third grade base. No, it's not. 
First no, it's not. All, and wait, no, it's not. Hold on. Hold on. The, the first part of it is. Now, can I ask you a question? It's about, hold on a second. I'm going to ask you a question now. I'm going to ask you a question, John, with respect, with respect, John. Okay, it is about all grades. It is about all grades because I'm going to quote you. I quoted the law in the beginning. I'm going to quote it again. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards, which means any parent of any child in any grade can sue a school or a school district if they don't like something that is discussed. So it's not just through grade three. And my question for you with respect is, what problem in society is this law addressing and solving? Okay, this is the deal. Is if First of all, so I'm going to give you one quick thing. I was working in my shop and my dad walks by me. He says, John, what are you doing? And he says, well, that's not going to work. I said, what do you mean it's not going to work? How do you know? I haven't done it yet. He goes, John, it doesn't work on the periodic table. I said, what? And so I'm like, what? so I was so surprised that my dad not only knew the metals of the periodic table, but he knew which ones didn't work. We're what back I'm under the desk, John. Go ahead, teachers, please. Teachers. Can I just, I know. Well, I let him finish. Let, I want to hear the point, Chris. Go ahead. Teachers what, John? Teachers have to teach math. They have to teach reading. They have John, to teach what problem they does this not, law address? They are not there. Hold on. There is no John. reason for a yeah, third grade. He can't do it. John, you're filibustering. What problem in our culture does this law solve, please? What do you, okay. It solves where I know in my daughter's school they started going down this road. And we had to put a stop to it. What are you, what need to what, hear road? In what problem the, the, does the, this solve, John? A parent being allowed to sue a school? It is designed to intimidate teachers and librarians of all grades to not say anything because they don't want to bring this hell upon them. What problem oh, is oh, happening? Because you okay. know, Governor, hang on, Governor DeSantis's aides have yeah. lied when they've said this is about grooming. This law does nothing, John. You know this. God bless you. This law does nothing to stop grooming. This law does nothing to stop anything. It is there so Ron DeSantis can give the illusion of doing something for non-millionaires. And that's it. He's running for president. That's the only reason this law exists. What problem does it solve, John? What would you put in John, I'm asking you for a fifth time. What problem does this law solve? It stops the initial of what these these teachers are doing to these kids. What are these teachers doing to the kids, John? What are the teachers doing to the kids? I physically watched a video of children in second to fifth grade marching for gay pride day in their school with posters and they got extra credit if they marched in the parade in the hall of the school in oh third god. and fourth oh my god are they okay have they are, are they listening to the show tunes john john i'm sorry i didn't, I I didn't, I didn't why didn't you that have to do with john school? what problem does the law solve you're telling me that children who are gay are old enough to experience gay hatred but they're not old enough to be taught that gay hatred is bad this john, is beating up on gay families it's beating up on gay children it's demonizing gay people and it's this profoundly un-american un-christian homophobia that is not solving any problem it's ron DeSantis wants to be president and he's doing mean things so mean people will think
think he's a leader. He does nothing for non-millionaires. He has nothing to offer non-millionaires. This law is rubbish. There is no problem in our society. No children are being solved. They lied to you and your family when they said it's about grooming. It does nothing to stop grooming whatsoever. It's mean. It's mean to kids, and it's mean to their families. What's that? Hold on. Are you saying there is grooming? Then? No, I'm saying this law does nothing to stop grooming, and Ron DeSantis' office lied when they said it addresses grooming, and his unholy, ungodlike spokeswoman, who said, if you oppose this law, you're a groomer. What kind of godforsaken hypocrisy, evil talk is this? The law does nothing to stop grooming, John, and it goes after the old myth that gay people are out there preying on children, and they're not. You know that every culture that keeps records shows the overwhelming majority of pedophiles are heterosexual identified men, not gay men, not gay men. It is not gay men playing with kindergarten through third graders. It is straight identified men. This law does nothing to stop that. This law does nothing to prevent grooming. This law is there to stigmatize. This law is there to grandstand. It does not help anyone. It does not solve any problems. It is meanness, and it's profoundly unchristian on American meanness. Well, I, I think lawsuits are a disaster. I think. Well, then why are you supporting this guy? Why are you supporting this bullshit, on, sir? This law is going to allow any crackpot to sue a school, so teachers of every grade will be too terrified to even say what Stonewall is, what marriage equality battles were about. It makes parents well, 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 ter- it'll make teachers terrified. Grader- why should a second grader know what Stonewall is? No why one's saying they should, but no one's why teaching should, second graders. Why are you so worried about it? No one's teaching so it to second graders. You're the one who's worried about it. It's not happening. I ask you again, sir. What problem in our society does this hateful law solve? It is grandstanding. It is performative. It does nothing to help anyone's life. Tell me, please, what problem it solves. Who is being hurt that will no longer be hurt because of this law, sir? Besides parades. What I see, and, and what I see, and I'm going to tell you what I see is... Who parent. is being hurt that is going to be protected by this law, sir? Children that haven't even decided how to tie their shoes yet are being controlled by saying, this is okay, or this lifestyle is okay. And what are you talking about? Okay. What are you talking so about? So Who's so doing that? Give me names. Who's doing that? Okay. Who's saying this lifestyle is okay? Teaching children. Li- hang on a second. My kid's in public school, and he had a teacher tell him that it's wrong to use gay as a pejorative insult to other kids. And so when he, hear- he heard me say the word gay, and he goes, oh, are you saying that as an insult? And I said, no, no, no. Uh, gay is okay, but you can't use the word gay to be hurtful to someone. That's mean. Now, in your state now, in your state now, if a teacher of any grade told a child of any age not to say the word gay as an insult— that child's parent of any age, that child's parent could conceivably sue the entire school district, and then you, my friend, are on the hook and your fellow taxpayers. It's bullshit, well, John. You're too good a man. You're too smart for this. Well, that, that's, I, I don't disagree. I don't like Then the why are you supporting this bullshit, John? Why are you defending this? I why are you waiting on hold for an hour to defend this when you know it's rubbish? Come on. Because I don't want to see children being coerced by teachers. Who's doing that? Bro, you're being brainwashed. Who's doing that? Who is brainwashing kids to be gay? Who is brainwashing kids to not hate the people you think they should hate? I have physically seen in my daughter growing up that her in her theater class, there's a cross-gender guy, okay? Now, that <laughs> oh, no, there's gays decided, in the arts? No, 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 no. 
no, no, no. You don't understand. Everybody what is cr- what's a cross-gender guy, sir? What's a cross-gender guy? John, what's a cross-gender guy, please? I don't well, know that, sir. No, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a, a girl that's crossed into a guy. Transgender, you mean? Transgender, yeah. You mean, a, a, and this is a child we're talking about? Or, a, or an adult? Yeah. No, he's, he's under 18. So you want to protect? So what are you saying that children need to protect, be protected from other children? No, what I'm saying is everybody in I, class, nobody has any problem with it. Okay, th- but, but why do you have a problem with it, bro? Why do you have a problem with it? We know why Ron DeSantis has a problem with it because he wants to get votes for mean people. What is your problem? What? Who is being hurt right now, John? That this law helps. With, with, when I see, when I see, oh, John, they're making you guys, mean, and you're not a mean guy. This law is designed no, to make not, guys I'm like not, you be and I, mean, I, I, and you're not, not mean. There were so John, many things I wanted to talk to you about, but when I, yeah, go ahead, you, go ahead. You cho- and you chose the dumbest ones. Do you do you not believe in equality for the LGBTQ yeah. community uh, okay. versus, so this is, versus this is versus, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. So I grew up in a. I grew up in the late. No, no, it's 50s, a simple question. 70s. Yes or no? Do yeah, you, it's a simple do, question. Yeah. Do you, I don't need what the story. You, do, you tell the longest, yeah. most boring you stories. Do, what you do in your life is no concern of mine. Okay. But once you bring it into my world, now we no got a problem. No one's doing that. Do you believe, so are but you against are. such a. John, who is being hurt right now that this law helps? I've asked you ten times. Who is being hurt right now that is being helped by this law? Because all I see is meanness and fear-mongering and scaring teachers into silence of all ages, all grades. No, no, no. John, a high school school teacher can be sued under this law. A high school teacher can have their entire school district sued by a crazy right-wing fake Christian parent because they said the wrong thing about LGBT rights. Look at the word or, John. Do you really think that's going to happen? So you don't believe in a John, it could happen. The point is, why does this law have to be there? Who is being protected right now? What societal ill is this correcting, John? Like I said, and I, I what I'm saying is oh, they want the third, they want the children to go to school without teachers we, trying to tell them they should think a certain way. Or I, hey, look, I'm not a big fan of the school system. What should as be allowed? It. What should be oh allowed in God, schools? Should prayer, prayer be allowed prayer, in schools? Should sex education? Schools? Look, should look, sex education we, be allowed? Sex education, we, John. We, we no. You know what? I don't. I don't understand why you're. Your your fifth or ninth grade or seventh grade teachers teaching you your sex education. I, I don't understand. John, it's I not really even don't. that. John, if a fifth grader asks a teacher about marriage equality, and the teacher explains that it used to be illegal for gay people to marry, but then in 2015 it became legal. If that child goes home and tells their parents they had that exchange with the teacher, in your state, right. that parent could sue the school district. It helps no one. It's more bullshit from your governor who's pretending to do anything when he only serves himself and his presidential aspirations. It's mean. It's unchristian. It's un-American, John. Let's let's use that as an example. And then we got to go really quick because we got a guest waiting. Okay. Yeah. Look at how many people are leaving the state of California. Oh, dude. Okay. We got to go. You're wasting my time, John. You can't ask the question. You can't tell me who this law is helping. Who's this law I, I helping? You, Who's it's, being hurt, it's man? Helping the, it's helping the children that are. I know you don't think. What are you no talking about? Why? So what? So like? So like? Some kids going to turn gay? Children. Is a child going to turn gay because their teacher talked to them about marriage equality? 
you know what? If you don't think is a child going to turn gay because a teacher told them not to hate gay people? You know what? It's just like looking at a pornography when you're five years old and all no, it's of a not. having an offensive. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Can it, can it, can it, can, can someone be turned gay, John? Can someone be turned gay? Can you turn a child gay, John? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me clarify what I'm saying here. Oh, number man. one, he's, you are blindly way? obedient to Ron DeSantis, John, and he's your moral inferior. This law is shitty and it's useless and it's just there to be mean and to give nice people like you the illusion that Ron DeSantis is doing something for children. He's not. This law helps no children. This law helps no schools. Teachers will be terrified of lawsuits because of this law. It is sinister. It is grandstanding. It does nothing for our country. Call, listen, I got to go. John, I got to go. We got to hit a break. We got a guest waiting. But, John, when you find out who's being hurt now that will no longer be hurt because of this law, please call us. John, I know you're not a bad guy, but you have been lied to on this one. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I think our whole listening audience is on fire after that. I call. know, right? Well, but this is the thing, man. I'm tired of all these bullshit arguments about this law. You, If you just read the bill, if you just read the bill. Well, I finally read the bill. It's bullshit. I challenge any right-winger to call up and defend it. But isn't it funny if you, if you just keep poking and prodding, you just get ask to the, the question core over issues. And over. But you get to the but you get to the other issues too. Is that he didn't he doesn't believe in sex education? It's nope. like he doesn't believe in equality. With, I know. And that whole argument about oh you can he's do a what fellow you want, Catholic too by the way. You he's want tribe, your own so life, but it. don't put it on display in front of me. Well, it's like well the whole world is on display. So then you don't believe in equality. You don't yeah. believe in it. He thinks that they're like handing out lube to kids in, in kindergarten. Uh, you know, I need I need someone I need someone smarter and funnier and more moral than me. Thank God we have Julia Scotty, who uh, <laughs> I love. Julia, well, I can't Scottie. I can't stay long because I'm teaching a, a, a gay pride place down in. in uh, Let me do your intro school. first, Julia. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nationally touring transgender stand-up comic writer and speaker. Now you might know her from her memorable appearances uh, back in season 11 of America's Got Talent. Uh, she plays all around the country. Her album Hello Boys, I'm Back is highly recommended. And last year's critically acclaimed documentary, Julia Scotty, Funny That Way. And she's going to hit the road with our good friends Carol and Leanne for the live Funny Women of a Certain Age tour. Julia Scotty. Welcome back to SiriusXM. Happy Hi, Transgender Visibility Day. Hi. Thank you. It's good to be back here in Transgender Visibility Day, which which is still a holiday in Florida, too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, 
Uh, you got to hear me and Chris do the Angry Breeder. Oh ad, my God! I, I want to know if you have any thoughts on uh, on our friend. Uh, our, our friend, who I do think is a a, a, a decent guy who does, isn't trying to hurt anyone, uh, John in Florida. What you were on hold? What did you think of that exchange? I, I uh, you kept saying that he's a decent guy, and I'm sure him. And I kept saying, well, John knows what he's talking about. He must be a decent guy. I think you know that the, there's this fear of the different. Anything that's different, LGBT people are different. Transgender people, especially, are different. I've just got done watching this series. Uh, from a couple of years ago called First uh, First Day. It was an Australian um, public public television about a young trans girl in uh, middle school and in her whole coming out process. And it's just a wonderful piece of, uh, of film, a wonderful series. John should watch it. Um, yeah. it's, it's two seasons there. So, um, Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to have you here today because we, we know that now... You know, only one in four people say they personally know someone who is transgender, which means the majority of Americans learn about the transgender community from what they see in entertainment. That's true. And and one of the things about your life I find amazing is as you go on TV and play around the country, I bet for many people, you're the first trans person they've ever met. And and I'm very much aware of that when I go, when I work, when I get, when I go on the radio or go on TV, I, I know that I'm sort of setting an example uh, because I may be their first exposure, you know, and oftentimes I always said, you know, trans is the new black, you know, back in the sixties, you'd have a black, like Lenny Bruce did his black friend, you know, that's what I'd be, <laughs> you know, I get, uh, I, I, there's, there's more and more of us, but I'm in such a public job that I really, um, I want to, I want to be honest with my, with my audiences, but I'm, you know, this is who I am. How how big was it for you to appear on America's Got Talent and to make Simon Cowell laugh? I mean, I just think of all the hearts and minds that you touched and all the people who probably had their preconceived notions shattered by just how funny you were. Well, that was the thing I told the producers. I said, look, I, I don't know that I'm going to do the reveal at all, but if I do do it, I'm going to do it after the set because I want the set to be judged on its own merit. And that's exactly what happened. And so um, I, I, I just was, I wanted to be honest though, too. I wasn't going to lie about it, you know? And yeah. I felt like I could be helping people out there that may have, you know, been afraid to come out or were struggling with, you know, their, their gender identity. And I, believe me, I heard from people all over the world, parents, trans kids, trans adults, uh, your, your friend in Florida would have been shocked at how many kids reached out to me. I'll bet. Um, th- to thank me for coming out because they felt like they had somebody to connect with. You know, it's interesting. Every time you've done the show in the past, I've always made it a real point of pride, Julia, to not talk about trans issues. I wanted to have you on and, and just talk about politics of the day, not have you on as a trans comedian, have you on as a comedian. So it's very, very moving for me to be able to, you know, ask you about your journey and your and your story one on one. And. and you know, you were, of course, uh, uh, doing stand-up before your mm-hmm. transition, um, before your 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 growth, your evolution, and uh, it occurred to me that you you really started out in comedy twice, in a way. I, I, yeah, I've reinvented myself in major ways a couple of times. This this last one was the big <laughs> the mother of all reinventions, but. 
Uh, I basically had to start from scratch again when I when I when I decided to come back. I never came back with the idea of being a working comic again. I just wanted to have some fun and do stand up because I missed it. And one and it's just I think when I let go of all that fame chasing and you know all that success chasing, that's when it all started to come to me. It's the weirdest really? thing, John. How so? I mean, it's kind of beautiful. You know, it's it's a very Zen attitude towards it in a way. I well, I'm very much. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a Buddhist, but I, I I'm very much in uh, in tune with the universe, and I uh, I'm a, a follower of Wayne Dyer. Or, you know, the, uh, yeah, so those like philosophies are very important to me, and they got me through the transition too. Uh, you know, being in touch with the universe and and listening to my teachers. You know, when they came to me. You know, I, I find it fascinating that you began your transition around around 2000. I mean, turn of the century. 1999. I know yeah, just about yeah. there. Yeah. But you had known for years before. I knew there was something I hate to say wrong because that's not the right not the right adjective. I knew there was something, as we say in Italian, I was stonato. I was out of tune. You know, and I didn't, but I assumed that I thought I was gay because that seemed to be the only explanation. You know, don't forget, this was before the internet. You know, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of information about being trans out there. But I knew that every time I saw like Renee Richards, for instance, or if I saw something about Christine Jorgensen, my, you know, my, my antenna went up because I, I devoured the information. You know, how significant is it, Julia? Um, the role of the internet in transgender awareness and the evolution of transgender acceptance, because it seems to me that now it's probably an easier time for a young person to come out and, and transition than it was in the 20th century or any time before. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's more information too. If somebody uh, has, if somebody's dealing with that, there's places they can go. You can find resources when I did it, you know, the internet, like I said, was in its infancy. I couldn't find anything. Uh, I went, I remember going to a LGBT uh, uh, pride uh, office in Asbury Park, scared to death. Uh, really? Uh, to even say the word transgender because I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. Again, that's not wrong. Wrong is not the word. I mean, I, I, I love that you made the documentary funny that way about your journey, I, I think it would shock a lot of people to know how hard it was for you mm -hmm. in the comedy world when you first began your your second incarnation as a performer. Well, I, that's, that wasn't me that made the movie, though, John. That was the great Susan Sandler, that did, right. who um, was just, a, just an amazing human being. Um, she saw the story, you know, more than I did. I mean, she's, uh, you know, she teaches at NYU. She's a screenwriter herself. And, uh, we met up in uh, Nantucket, and she, you know, after seeing, you know, after going out for drinks after the show, she just began to understand that maybe there was a documentary here. She wrote, for those who don't know, I mean, this is the woman who wrote uh, Crossing Delancey, the play of yes, the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you, I, you were performing in Nantucket, and she saw you, correct? Right. She, she summers up there, and uh, I was at a Jane Condon, a comedian Jane Condon. I guess you know Jane, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, she you know she had a show up there one summer and I and I performed there, 
and Susan was in the audience and we, we just struck up a conversation after, you know, do meet and greets after the show. Yeah. And that's how we hooked up. It was great seeing you on funny women of a certain age. Uh, oh. it, it's, I mean, do you ever get tired of being a pioneer all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I know. I don't think of it as being a pioneer. A couple of people have said that to me. I've got to, you know, Carol Montgomery, is one of my heroes, though, for a couple of reasons. When this show came up, the first, I was supposed to be on the first one. I don't know if she told you the story. No, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I was supposed to be on the first one. And about two weeks before the taping, um, I had I had emergency open heart surgery. And she said to me at the time, she goes, I, uh, you know, if there's, if there's a second one, you'll be the first person I call for it. I go, okay. Then, you know, thinking there's never going to be a second. And sure enough, a few months later, she called me. But the, more importantly about Carolyn, when she approached me about doing it, I said to her, listen, do you think it's funny women of a certain age, you know, you might catch some, some shit for having a trans woman on the show. And she said, I don't care. <laughs> you know, in the way, in that Carol Montgomery way, she, she said, I don't give a fuck. She goes, you're funny, you're my friend, and, and you belong on the show. And I... I love her for that. And so I don't know about being a pioneer. I just, she makes me feel welcome and she makes me feel like one of the girls. And it's, it's a nice feeling. I'm curious how COVID-19 has affected you. And, and I mean, you were on the road all the time when this thing mm. happened. Mm. Everything fell apart. You know, you, again, the universe provides you, you know, with, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When a situation like that happens, you look for other, other avenues. And I did some, you know, I did some Zoom shows, which I hated. But I also, I wrote a play. I had all this downtime. And uh, I started, you know, I started writing material, but it turned out to be a play. So I got that out of it. And then, you know, we went back to work. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. And you're, of course, going out on uh, the Funny Women of a Certain Age tour that's launching soon. We just had mm -hmm. Carol and Leanne on the other night. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Have you have you had any difficulties, Julia, on the road? I mean, have you encountered any kind of bigotry? I assume most of the people you mean, who buy Will a ticket Smith know it. showed up at a show? And... <laughs> no, but I mean, I imagine most of the people who buy a ticket for a show you're on know what you're about before it begins now they do now they do since agt pretty much people come up but there are people that don't know like and this and you know it's funny you were talking about florida a couple of years ago i was uh I was in jacksonville and i did the show the next morning i was having breakfast and this uh, very nice uh black woman about my age a little younger maybe came over and she said i was at your show last night and i said oh i hope you had a good time she goes no uh I, my husband the bishop and I walked out. I'm a pastor. And and <laughs> you know, there's a part of me that wants to go, what the, you know, what kind of what kind of Christian attitude is that? But then I said to myself, well, what would Jesus do? And I or John Fugel saying, what would he do? So <laughs> I invited her to sit and have breakfast with me. We spent like an hour going back and forth over this thing. We didn't come to an agreement, but it was a civil conversation. And so that's how I kind of deal with prejudices. But I'm finding out lately that people are, people don't want to say to me that they don't see me as, as female. They see me 
as whatever. I don't know what, what they see me as. Um, and it's they're starting to come to the surface now. They're starting to come out from the woodwork. Really? Yeah, they're not mean about it, but you can see it in their eyes. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Meaning what? They don't see you as a woman, but they see you as a a, a third way. I mean, our our First Nations friends would call it a you know a, a two spirit. I mean, but what, what, I, are, what I, do they say? Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting. You brought that up because I believe that I believe in the two spirit. In fact, I oh, me too. I've been sort of advocating, you know, behind the scenes for the creation of a of a third gender because it really. When I was in the hospital uh, having my gender surgery. I had a roommate and she was a young girl, about 20 years old. And she was on the night before the surgery, she was crying. Uh, it's hysterical. And, you know, I was holding her and hugging her and we were just rocking back and forth. And I said, well, you know, tomorrow you're going to be what you've, you've been waiting all these years to be, which is a woman. And she looked at me and she went, you know, Julia, we're, we're women, but we're not women. And uh, that's the last thing I needed to hear the night before surgery. But she had a wonderful point. And you can look at that as a terrible thing, you know, if you, if what you want to be considered as 100% woman, because that's never going to happen. But you can go with the two spirits attitude, which is what I've adopted. I have, it's a blessing for me. I have the best of both tribes, you know. I've lived in both tribes, with both tribes. I like this one better. Julia, you are, you are such an inspiration to me, just, just as a comic alone. You know, just for the way that you mine the pain, the awkwardness mm. of your life, and turn it into gold to make other people feel less alone. It's 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 what Thank the you, best John. comedians do. And as an artist, I, I I admire you so much. I I want to ask one last one last dumb sure. question. Um, no, and we're going to be back in studio soon, ones. so I look forward to I look forward to dragging you back into the studio though for panels. But okay. what what do you say when you you heard our call with that guy in Florida? What do you say mm -hmm. when someone when someone says, well, what about, what about the children, these, these children who think they're transgender and getting surgery and, 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 and it's wrong, and, and they're almost always people who've never actually met a, or spoken with a transgender person. What do you say when you hear this? Uh, well, I know where they're coming from. They think we're going to come out, we're going to drag their children into a bathroom and, and you know, like, like as if we were some sort of like uh, heterosexual congressman or something, you know. They're, exactly, that's what they're, thank you. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I, you gave that guy a lot more room than I would have given him. I just would have said, listen, we're never going to come to an agreement. You're never going to answer a question. You're never going to listen to what I, you won't even entertain the possibility that you might be wrong. So let's just <laughs> part ways, you know, <laughs> you're not going to get them all John. You know, it's just like an audience. You're not going to get yeah. them all. I know. I know, but I can stop my producer, Chris, from beating them up. Uh, Julia Scotty, it is so nice to see you. I'm so glad that you're well and that you're back on the road. For those who want to learn more about your work and your live appearances, uh, where should they go? They can go to www.juliascotti.com. My and, schedule and, uh, is Your there. Twitter handle. What's, what, uh, uh, Julia Scotty what's, what's for... the, uh, the four? Yeah, what that's is because the first there were three other ones ahead of me by the time I got to Twitter. <laughs> wow, what incredible significance and symbolism. Uh, well, if you Julia, try to be I'm Julie so Scotty to now, it'd be like 285. So I got in early. 
<laughs> Thank you for letting me ask a bunch of dumb questions. Next time you come on, we'll just riff on politics all over again. It's great to see you. Happy Day of you Visibility, too. and thank you for being visible on the radio with us. Uh, thank you, John. It's good seeing you again. <laughs> <laughs>